Hello world, this is the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Thank you for taking this journey with us with real men, real problems, real solutions. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Um, we have a special guest today. Uh, he's calling in. Uh, one of my good buddies. I've known him for almost five years, right? Yeah, about five years, yeah. About five years. Uh, and this is King. Uh, We're going to go by King today, King. And um, we really just wrestled this. I know we've known each other for, for quite some time. Uh, this guy has been married. Uh, been married for several years. Uh, when I when I met him, you were you were married when I met you, right, King? Yeah, I was, I was married for. I was just in my just going into my second year of marriage. Okay, yeah. Met, yeah. Uh, very good brother. Um, uh, I guess I'll tell a little bit about yourself if you want to go into it, not too deep, but uh, been married for well, at least five years now. Uh, now yeah. he has a a child. And uh, he's an educator. He's a good brother. Um, does things in community. Um, very into giving back to young men um, of, of color. And I wanted to make sure that we we linked up and had a conversation. I know we've been talking about it for for quite some time now, but to have you on uh, for our listeners is really really important. So, um, you want to tell a little about yourself, King, or is is that good? Well, you got you got the basics, man. Um... Like you said, we married, um, going on eight years in October. Congratulations. Uh, That's a beautiful thing, man. It is, man. It's a, it's a beautiful struggle, man, but I, I love it. I love it. Um, got a young son. He's two. Same birthday as my wife. Oh, wow. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. But um, things are going well. I'm actually in the process right now of uh, actually starting a charter school. Okay. So um, that's been my, my most recent endeavor. But, um, Outside of that, man, just been um, enjoying this, um, enjoying enjoying the things that are coming. Looking okay. forward to everything. Well, thank you, King, for 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 ex- explaining to the listeners who you are and kind of what you did, what you do. Um, but you know, King and I have had a lot of different conversations in the past, and uh, we've had other men on. But I think you would really be able to uh, touch on this. So, we really wanted to have a conversation around the hardships of. Um, being a a, a a husband um at a young age, and so what that looks like, and so um, I have some questions that I want to want to ask you, and we'll start off with the first one is basically uh it was you know the perception of being married you know before you thought about it what it, what was it in your head, and then actually the reality of being um um a husband, and then the last one is kind of like wrapping it up is. You know, kind of like what made you get married from those two things. So, um, in my mind, I'm not I'm not married yet, so I kind of go first. Um, but <clears throat> you know, we've had conversations about, especially these days, why we have, I had another uh, episode talked about. You know, is marriage still an option? So, <clears throat> please tune into that one. But for me, I definitely believe uh, marriage is still an option. I think that. Um, if you want something bad enough, and I'm not talking about like, um, what am I? Uh, I'm not talking about being picky, but just having standards about yourself and what you want. I think that's the first thing. And so, when somebody has standards, uh, you definitely have to be patient. 
And I think that's the hardest part to uh, getting to know somebody or trying to find a person that God has for you um, or that is for you. And that speaks upon being patient. So a lot of people like run, I think, rush into things and they may not make it, make it last or they get married for different reasons. Right. And um, you being married for eight years, I thought you can kind of touch on it because uh, what I hear is once you get over that fifth and sixth year hump, you know, you know, you've had some struggles and you kind of not an expert, but, you know, you're, you're you're leading in the right direction. So can you talk to talk to our listeners a little bit about, you know, what was your perception about getting married? So prior to getting married, my perception of it was I've, I've always had a positive perception of marriage. My parents had a great relationship. Uh, I've seen great marriages within my extended family. But um, I just felt like I felt like to find the right person, marriage would work. And you may have ups and downs with marriage would work because you found the right person. I always felt like if you found the wrong person, it wouldn't work. But when you're in it, the one thing you realize is that it is work regardless. And work regardless, the thing is, even if you're equally compatible, you have to work at it to make sure that it stays good. Like, I, I am, I'm in a great marriage. Um, and I have a wonderful wife. I'm not just saying that, but if they're saying it, um, I feel like I'm in a blessed situation, but it's something that we both work at. And I feel like as, I mean, everybody works equally at it, but um, as a man, I know that I have, I, I work at it, whether it's dealing with um, outside influences, outside temptation, or just my own ideals and different things like that. It's just, it's marriage is work. And I don't want our, I tell folks all the time, I tell my friends all the time when they're getting into marriage, I said, this just know this side isn't easier. It's a lot more rewarding, but it's not easier. And I think that as as a single man, we we enjoy the conquest of. But I hate to say the conquest of it, but we enjoy uh, the conquest of multiple women sometimes and different things like that. And we people come to enjoy that. But the thing is, you kind of think for, for me, it's understanding. Do I enjoy that? Those are things that I've been told that I should like. Mm. And you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Because you got you got your friends, they're like, man, I got this girl, I got that, like, I got this girl. And you're like, all right, well, if they got multiple, I'm going to get multiple. But that's not, for me, I, I did it and it wasn't, for me, I've always, I've always been inclined to deal with one person at a time. I felt like I maneuvered better that way. Right. And, I, I feel like I was better suited for marriage, but being, even being suited for it and wanting it, it's work. So I guess to answer the, the original question, the perception versus reality is that it, marriage takes a lot of work, regardless of how compatible guys are. And I guess if you're not compatible, you just have to work that much harder to make it work. But when you are compatible, you work at it, but it's you, and the, and the results are great. What are some of those things that you feel like were like, you know, you, you mentioned outside temptations or whatnot, but what are some other things outside of that? And go into that a little bit deep about, you know, what are some of the challenges beforehand that you may have heard from? You know, you said you had uh, a, a good, I guess, good people to look or look around to or you had mentors or people that were married. Were those things that they talked to you all about, talked to you about or did you ask or inquire about those things before getting married? I, I actually, as I got older, when you're a kid, you see, um, you notice how your parents 
you notice how your parents act and behave. Like the, the children that are in marriages with, that have parents that have marriages with, their parents are merely together for them. They go up to see that that was actually what the, what they were doing. And then that kind of distorts their, their approach towards relationships. So all of our parents' relationships and dynamics guide how we, how we move. And then with my, with my parents and people in my family, um, I wasn't, my parents' relationships and all the people around me, their relationships weren't perfect, but they, I, they were happy and they, I could see that they loved each other. And as I got older, I just asked questions about the things I didn't see. Like I could, I, I could have, I had real conversations with my dad leading up to me getting married. I had real conversations with, uh, cousins and older guys that I was around about being, about being married. And I just, I asked questions about what was the, what's the hardest, my cousin, what's the hardest thing or what's something you struggle with? And two things that were always, always came up is that you constantly have to communicate. Communication has got to be good. And, um, you have to you have to create boundaries for yourself. Mm. Can you talk and a little bit? Can you talk a little bit about that? Those boundaries and communication. So, for communication, it's it's more. So what I what I've noticed is that for for me and my wife, it's coming from a place of understanding that we're not we're not against each other, mm. and that we. It doesn't make sense to stay upset with somebody because when it's all said done, I'm gonna go to the bed. When we're still in the same bed together, we go to the same. We're in the same room together, so um, we need to resolve it. But you have to be, you got to be humble. I think a lot of times the communicating folks aren't humble and just want to be right. And for me, I, to me, and I was my, and a lot of times early on, I was my struggle, and I had to understand I don't need to be right. I just we need to come to a resolution. Right. And I, and that was, and it's constantly evolving. I've got. I'm an uncle who's been married for over 50 years, and they say, he, he told me communication. Communication is key. Um, so that's something that you, you're always going to work on because neither one of you is the same person you were the first day you get, the first day you met. Mm-hmm. Like for me, we got married when I was 28 and she was 26. We met when I was 24. Mm. So, and she was yeah, 22. So we, we were, we were young. We were young adults and getting married at 28, like you, you're changing, you're, you're changing. Like for me as a man, I've, I've always joked that men don't really figure it out until 25. Um, and even at 25, we, we still, we're still, we're still figuring it out. But, but yeah, but definitely communication and then getting to the boundaries thing. Um, just understanding boundaries in several different ways. Boundaries as to, to whom and to where you're going for advice. Like for me, um, I understood that in some and sometimes I couldn't take advice from my single friends. Right. And because in some cases it's easy for them to say in their relationships like, man, whatever, don't even don't even bother with it. I mean it is what it is, I don't even bother with it. Right. Because that's how you deal with people you don't really care about. Right. And, I, and that, that was my approach when I dealt with women I didn't really care about. I'm not arguing with you. But you can't take that approach when you're in your you're married. You don't it doesn't have to necessarily be an argument, but you have to discuss it. Mm-hmm. So being mindful of who I'm taking um, advice from, um, also setting boundaries with the you have to boundaries with the opposite sex. Um, you can't if you are if you are a new vegan, you don't go to a steakhouse. Like so, like so if as a 
newly married man, as a married person, you have to set boundaries. And I think a lot of times people fall because they don't set those boundaries or aren't willing to set those boundaries. And you gotta you gotta safeguard yourself against things that can hurt your marriage. And you gotta make sure that you're putting yourself in positions to be successful. Like the same way we do in any other um, thing we do in our lives. Right. So when you're going into prior to being married, though, these boundaries were already set or when you were talking in your relationship, if you could think back that far, those are the type of conversation you were happen, having in. It was definitely when you were talking to people who were married were boundaries being set, communication, and then making sure that you, you know, you were respectful. Because when I talk about outside temptation, that's just being respectful. Right. And so. Right. Uh, I'll also say this, and again, this is me, be, me, me dating, and but I have experience. You know, I have experience, and I think I always try to come out of anything and being positive, not being negative, and nothing was always completely their fault or my fault. Like you said, I think that's a huge thing that you mentioned was the fact that it's not about it being right. Since I've gotten older, almost forty years old, it's not about me being right. I always tell my friends or people I've dated, I'm not trying to be right. It's just like we just have to understand, like you know what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? You have to be heard. I have to be heard. And we can just move forward from there. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the mature thing to do. Um, And I don't even know if that came from. Maybe I did speak to other people about it. But at some point in time, I was like, I'm not against you. Like, we're we're on the same team here. Correct. You know, why? why, You know, we're on the same team. At the end of the day, we're moving. uh, You know, I have no ill wills about you. I'm not trying to hurt you in any kind of way, but we're on the same team. So I think that's very important that you mentioned that earlier. So as we kind of, after that, I guess the middle piece of that is, so what made you get married? So you're 28 years old, right? You know your, you know your uh, 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 peers, right? I know my peers at 28. And a lot of times people, I would say a lot of guys do get married around that age. However, what made you stay married? Because, you know, what made you get married, right, in that case, but what allowed you to stay married into that reality? So, after I you, got, after you I, figured I out married, those things, right. like, what made you say, this is it, and I'm going to get married to this woman? So, I, like, like women, like women do, guys have the things that they're looking for in a woman. Um, and even, even though we're young, we know the different things we want, we know the things different things we don't want. But more so, I think for me, I knew how, I knew I, without sounding like a Hallmark card, I knew how I felt when I was with her. I knew the kind of person that I was when I, while we were dating, and I felt like I had improved. I felt like I was a better person because I was with her, um, because she, she, she taught me different, she taught me a lot of different things, and, um, and she checked all of my, all my little quote-unquote boxes. And my okay. boxes weren't the ones, you gotta be five five, you gotta be this, you gotta be that, you gotta be this. It was um it was I I dated. I I've been I dated, I just moved to Atlanta. I was I did what most folks do when they just moved to Atlanta. I enjoyed the new city and I met but as but the thing is I kinda for me I'm a little bit different because I didn't that wasn't a lot of that wasn't fulfilling. A lot of that wasn't fulfilling. There was a lot of empty relationships and a lot of different things that mm. weren't, um, that did provide things that I wanted long term. And so, and I, at the time, I told myself I wanted to find a church, get back in the church, get back doing the things that I knew I wanted to do, but I wasn't because I was living a different way. And meeting my wife, I met her through family. Mm. And, um, to be 
honest, I had never met anybody like her. Um, and I, I had, and I had I never met somebody who was so, who was attractive, whose personality matched her looks, who was driven, um, great family, but also was, had a heart that was, that had a huge heart and genuinely cared about me and what I was doing. Um, and was she was she was she was for me I, I, as I looked at all those things and I looked at things I thought that I was like I don't I don't I don't need to keep I don't need to keep looking I, I feel like I said I, I, this is it and it wasn't it was kind of odd because I I kind of I think I figured it out fairly quickly but I knew but in dating her she there was so many different things that I as I said she was different I, she wasn't like anybody that I that I met or um dated before and to this day I feel, I still feel the same way she, she's unlike anybody I've ever met and I, I'm my image of her has not changed I still hold her in a high regard even higher regard now and for me as a young man um I didn't see the point in um prolonging things just for the sake of saying oh well I'm not we're together but we're not married I, I figured this is the appropriate thing. This is the appropriate thing to do. Right. And I had seen people that have dated for eight, nine years and not get married. And I wonder, so, and for me looking from the outside, looking in, I'm wondering why, why is, pretty much why is he not moving forward? Right. Or, or if it's on the, or if he wants to move forward and she doesn't, why doesn't she want to move forward? Right. And I feel like in a relationship, you have to make a decision. Um, You can't just be in, tends to be a limbo and kind of like with anything else I don't, feel, I don't feel like people treat the relationships like they do other things in life when you have certain, if you got different job offers you have to make a decision on the job you want when you have get grocery you make definitive decisions about the things you want at the grocery store but when we deal with human beings and people a lot of times we don't want to be definitive about those things and especially in relationships and I why why do you feel that I, way I mean I, I think I know what right. I feel for what I think it might be but why do you feel that that is with, with which one? With, you know, you mentioned, I guess I can go into it. So you mentioned the fact that um, I believe that people don't make decisions about people is because of fear. Correct. I, think, I would agree with that. I think that they're fearful of rejection, the unknown. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of people don't even know who they are. They say what. That's exactly what I was going to touch on. They say they know what they want. They say they know what they want. They say they know, um, you know, they they have these things like that list that you're talking about. But a lot of times those same people don't even fit that list. They're just talking about a previous situation, previous situations or experiences where they know they want to go now. The problem with that is you actually have to check those boxes yourself to even show the person that you're even that person, because if not. To me, it's called a fraud. Yep. Well, I think a lot of times we hold, we hold people to, like you said, we hold people to a standard that we don't hold ourselves. And um, something that I was going to touch on is I think a lot of times we're not, we don't know who we are, which doesn't allow us to know what we want in other people. Right. Um, I feel like when I met my wife and when I decided I wanted to move forward with marriage, I had a firm idea on who I, idea on who I was, the things I believed, and what I wanted for myself. And I think a lot of times people don't stop to take stock in 
right, this is who I am. This is, if somebody asked me to sum myself up in two to three sentences, I could say this about myself, but I want this in a partner. And I think that in a partner, you shouldn't have, I, I, I never felt like you need to have somebody that's the same as you. I feel like every person should fill in different gaps for that, for that individual. Um, but I think having a firm idea on who you are helps to make sound decisions on it, on in different just different aspects of life, but especially the people that you're around. And think, man, I know I know you can attest to this. Just as we get older, our circle gets smaller. Just like with our friends, man. our circle of our circle of friends gets smaller because people that we dealt with before were around. We were doing certain things, but if you're not doing those things anymore. You truly see what kind of friendship it is if they're still calling it, if you're still calling. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I think that that's one of the hardest things for me at this point in my life um, is, you know, we don't talk that much, but I feel like we always had a connection. You know, it's almost immediately like it's not like we even had to say a whole bunch. As soon as you start talking, we kind of knew that we were on the same page and same type of men. And I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, but that's how I feel. Like, is there certain people that you know that you've come across that you like, yeah, that guy is the same. We had the same mindset and we're moving the same way. And though we may hang out and stuff like that, that's not who we are. Like, I always tell uh, somebody I'm dating or getting to know, you know, and even my friends. I, I have heard some some men who who get out back, get back out, you know, may have had a divorce or whatever the case may be. And they get back out there and I'm like. That's not you. You're a husband. You know, right. you're 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 a dad, you know. And so for right. me, I feel like I'm a dad. I feel like I'm a husband. Um, I know God has that for me, and I believe that. There you are. Yeah, you I, are. I, I cold hardly believe in that. So I think like-minded men have to kind of stick together with that to continue right. that legacy and also show other young men that you know you don't have to be out there. Cause I think a lot of our friends, and, and there's some of our friends who are still maybe lost, you know, they're lost because, and they might be married just because you're with somebody doesn't mean that you're fulfilled. You could still be alone in the marriage. So I just feel like that person, that partner needs to be somebody that can not necessarily, I don't like to use the word complete, but also finishes that puzzle for you. You know, pretty much. Um, so getting back into it and we're going to take a quick second, um, and come right back. All right. All right, so we're back at the Brother to Brother show. I'm here with my boy King, and he we're talking about the hardships of being um, being married as a as a as a man of color. And so, um, the last question I wanted to not go into. So, to, just to kind of recap, uh, we talked about you know what was the perception that you had uh, of being married, and then we talked about why what made you get married, um, and then the last question I want us to kind of I'll wrap up with is um, what was the reality of being married? So you've been married for eight years, you know, that five, that fifth year, was there anything in between those years that you felt like it was harder than others? This year was harder than the others. You know, you almost made it 10 years. So, I mean, that's a huge compliment, you know, to you. So was there anything that, you know, a, a bump in the road or uh, that's something that you didn't foresee or what's the real reality of being married? I would say that the reality of marriage is that it's things are you have to adjust all the time. 
have to adjust all the time and um, different. And as I think I talked about this before, as people change, you have to change. As each of you is going to change. And when each of you changes, you have to change how you go about doing certain things. Uh, I think that different milestones also impact the relationship. I know for us, um, I think our biggest, one of our biggest things, and just be 100% transparent, is that both of us are deeply rooted in our faith. Um, in our faith, mm. um, I think that I think that when when that is in place, when both of you are kind of equally yoked and have a deeply rooted in your faith, or Talking you started this one, yes, faith and, and what now? You said equally uh, yoked in faith. Yeah, so um, you think being equally yoked, I think that's made things a lot. Um, easier for us because when each of us transitions to a different, a different um, milestone in our own personal lives, um, it hasn't been that difficult. But I think that for us, the reality is it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and I think that each of us has worked hard to be the person we need to be for that for the other for the other person. Um, adding a child into the picture uh, doesn't make things easy, and you have to be willing to work that much harder and you have to be able to communicate that much better with the other person. Um, so it's just, like I, like, I, like, I said, like I said before, man, it's just, it's a lot of work. And I can't really, in regards to different bumps and bruises throughout the world, like I can't, I can't say that I've, I can't say that I've had that in within my marriage. And mm. that might not be the, the sexy thing to say, but I really haven't had it. Um, within my marriage because I felt like I was I felt like being with the right person makes that a lot easier yeah um, I felt like because as I think I can look at I can look at different marriages around me and um, I've got friends that I've got friends that were divorced within the first two to four years of their marriage and they'll be the first one to tell you that I didn't marry the right person mm. and when you marry the wrong person it makes it, it makes it difficult I think that when you when you marry the right person and that both of you are 100% invested and bought into the partnership, things go smoothly. And you're going to have you're gonna have different ups and downs. I think for me and my wife, me and my wife are very similar in the fact that we both are very strong-willed. And then when you get two cars coming together, sometimes it, it doesn't it doesn't go well. But we're, we're both, we both work to come to a resolution. I guess that's what I'm asking, right? Because I had that problem myself, and I know other people. I've had other friends of mine who've had issues because of the strong will. Like, you know, I hear things like, "But how do you how do you resolve?" You know, like you have to humble yourself. I think for somebody, you have to humble yourself. And um, you give us an example of what you mean by that. Like, give me an example of what you something's happened, and you know. Is it you humbling yourself all the time? She's humbling herself all the time. Like, what does that look like? You trying to get me in trouble? But let me <laughs> answer, <laughs> let me answer this properly and accurately. Right. So it for me. And it can, and it can be a situation myself. that's simple, you know, but just right. But I'll I'll say for me, for me, for me, I have to humble myself in situations because a lot of times I'm. I can turn into a debater and right. debating and prolonging of a matter that's not being solution oriented. So like in humbling yourself, you have to, you got to be accountable. I think that the sooner and the quicker that you're accountable for, for your part in a situation, yes, 
the other the other party can can meet you there. And one and one thing I think is good about my wife is that um, even if it's not in the timeline that I may want, she always comes back and is accountable and apologizes for what she's what she's done. And I think that if you have two people that can humble yourselves um, in those situations to be accountable, that goes a long way. Because nobody's gonna be accountable, even going circles. Um, so that's been that's been huge. That's been huge for for us because I wasn't always accountable. I I was used to talking circles around folks and in different previous relationships. I was used to talking circles around them and being able to get away with what I wanted. That wasn't the case with my wife. She was like, no, you said this, 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 and this, and you did this. You can't, when somebody gives you the roadmap of where you've been wrong, you can't tell them they're wrong. You gotta own it. And even if they're not giving you that, you have to, you gotta humble yourself to, to start down the path of a solution. I think that you gotta be solution oriented because if you just want to be right, you're, you're gonna, for lack of better terms, you're gonna take a hell every time. And when you, when you, and that's not, that's not gonna move anybody because when you do that, you're gonna lose another area. So, Let me ask you a question. So, okay. so what, with that said, right, that takes a big, a big person, right? And I've heard from my friends, uh, family sometimes, um, people I don't even know, like how mature. I've always been, right? Um, mm-hmm. But with what you're saying, it makes sense to me, King. But what is right. that, you know, like, how did you get to that point to understand that? Because we live in a world now where people are selfish, right? People are selfish. Nobody wants to take accountable, you know, be accountable stuff, even when you're at work, right? Like, you have to right. own certain things about what you need to do. And I feel like I'm a man of, you know, it's a man of being especially for men, you have to have integrity. You have to be accountable for your actions. And and life is about the choices that you make. So whatever choice that might be, it's, it's a good choice, a bad choice. You have to be accountable for whatever that is, that, that solution may be. So what does that look like? And how do you think that you came to that point, you know, instead of making the decisions that, you know, other your other friends like made? You know, like what made you different than the guy who or couple that got got divorced after four years? I think for so for me, then I'll go back to the beginning. In full transparency, I was able to truly have a relationship with my wife because I was willing to do something that a lot of people aren't. Uh, my my wife had my wife had never my wife had never been with anybody sexually throughout her whole life. Right. And that was a vow she made to God. And she told me up front, this is a vow I'm keeping until I get married. Uh, I was willing to go on that journey with her. And we maintained that throughout our relationship and throughout the courting and even up in, even up until we got married. And doing that, I was able to have a, a stronger relationship. I was able to actually have a relationship and a friendship with her. And I wasn't blinded by anything physical that was going on. Mm. And now you're, and, and, and you're going to be, you're going to be tempted all the time. I'm not talking about outside the chase. You're going to be tempted by each other because you guys are obviously attracted to each other. But it takes, but it, but that allowed me to have a real, to have a real relationship and actually spend time with getting to know her and figuring out I really like her and not the, the few minutes I spend with her when we're, when we're in the act. Like, I think a lot of times people get lost in the physical infatuation or the infatuation with somebody else 
more so than liking that, actually liking who that person is. Like, I, I think, um, and I know for me, I can speak for myself, I know in previous relationships, I had been, I, that, that was me. I, I was in relationships too long because I liked one aspect more than I liked the person. Right. And with her, with her, we actually had a relationship and, I, and we actually, I, I married somebody who I knew I actually liked and grew to love. And then as you get into the marriage, it's a simple, this philosophy is simple, but it, it helps me when we get into conflict where I asked her to be here. She didn't ask to be here. I asked her to marry me. So, and, so I, and that was something, I forgot who told me that, but that, as, it, as simple as the concept as, as it was, that was something that helped me to frame myself whenever I get in situations and, um, and want to go somewhere I should. I asked her to be here. So I, I, in some situations, I may have to be the person to bring us back to where we need to be. Mm. And I'm not always that person. I, you know, I, I, I have a temper. That's my Achilles heel. I, I go from two to 10. But, um, but I'm not, but I think in those situations where I know I'm wrong or we're both just going, going at it, uh, I have to, humble myself and understand I asked her to be here so we gotta figure this out or it, it neither one of us is going anywhere so why what sense does it make to just stay upset so with that temper like, that you have right so how does she how does she cope or help you with the temper or is it something you just find that you just don't need to, don't need to do I it was twofold one it was something that I, I knew I just I knew and know that it's not something that behooves the situation. I had to put strategies in place to remove myself from the situation before I even got to a point where I did or said something that I shouldn't say or do. Um, and then for her, I, I'd watch how she moved too because she, she's a, she's a very even, when she gets in a situation and she likes to make sure she's even killed, then I want to make sure that I'm not going above her regardless of what she may say that gets me to that point. But, um, it's just that we, we both have to be under the mindset of, I know what, well, for us, we both under the mindset of, let's figure this out. And then for me, I know that, I know, and I know her. If I'm accountable for my actions and I come at her properly, this conversation is short. My whole, my whole philosophy, I want short conversations. I don't, I don't want long conversations, um, long drawn out conversations. It doesn't, I, I, you need to resolve this, resolve this quick so we can move on. And you can go watch the Housewives. I can go watch my basketball game. And, you can, and we can be all right. Come back together at night and be fine. But it's, um, so it take, it, as I said, in all that I've said, it takes work and it takes um, understanding. And for me, it took, it took understanding who I am and what I need to do and why I'm here and what my role is within this relationship. Right. Yeah, I definitely want to we're gonna have a part two to this because, you know, uh, we, we're speaking a lot about integrity. We're speaking a lot about accountability. We're speaking a lot about how you even get to this point. And I think it's just noble of you as, as, a, as, a, as a man to even take on to that and then to find somebody and be blessed with somebody who is exactly what you want her to be. And she's exactly what you want. She's exactly who you are to her and so i think that's a um a wonderful thing just listening to you man i know i listen to uh, probably like you know 
trying to figure out how you did it, myself included. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really do respect that, brother. Um, you know, I love you as a brother. And we, we, so, we definitely want to continue to have you on to, to, to speak speak knowledge to, to some young brothers, guys my age and then older, too, because we all need to continue this cycle um, because we all get discouraged. We all have hardships. It's not a lot of, 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 of men of color talking, having positive conversations. And I know every time we had conversations, um, that's what we do. So uh, this is the all Brother right. to Brother show. Uh, thank you, King, for again, for being on. Glad to be on, brother. I appreciate you having me. And uh, let's continue to, to, to stay smart and, and do, do the right thing. Take care. Yes. Please know we love you, work with us, be with us, and know we're coming from the heart. This is the Brother to Brother Show.